0: what's Hello. up y'all today we are playing use your words and hopefully we can all use our words because it's going to be fun to use words because words are words are words are words. let's just get down to it i i have the best words so i'm gonna win oh. and, and did you say the word loudly for the judges negus one more time negus negus Absolutely stunned, but he'll take it. Again, when in doubt, sound it out. Spell it just like it sounds and it pays off every once in a while. When in doubt, sound it out. Have to remember that. What? Say what again? Say what again. I dare you. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Hey, Party Crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. However you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I'm so very grateful that you did. Please do us a favor. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you give us a ranking, please give us five stars. Did I say ranking? I meant rating ranking rating is there a difference is there well I guess it is I guess a rating is more of a score and a ranking is kind of like an order but give us a rating uh of five stars because five stars feels like love four stars feels like the friend zone I'm almost afraid of a ranking Uh, I mean because here's the thing like I I am under no illusion that you that this is the only podcast that you're listening to um but if you because if you were to rank my pod uh compared to the other podcasts that are out there uh for instance if you're listening to renegade with um uh, president obama and the boss you certainly would have to rank that one above the uninvited if you're listening to um unbothered by Jamel Hill, uh, if you're listening to um, Higher Learning, with Van Lathan and um, Rachel Lindsay, uh, The Right Time by Beaumont Bom- Jones. I, these are all, all <laughs> I, I'm not meaning just to name all podcasts by black folks. Uh, Work in Progress by Sophia Bush, Full di- full disclosure. Sophia Bush is absolutely an ally. Sophia Bush is absolutely invited to to the cookout. Um, new podcast, by the way, coming out. Uh, the Secret Life of MILFs. Um, Secret Life of MILFs. Um, one, of, one of my friends, um, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Peterson. Um, ooh, now, oh, am I getting you in trouble? It, it's not. Am, am i am i am i Lindsay Lindsay you can call me out on this new podcast coming out with Lindsay and her friend amy it's not porn let me just put that out there right now but i can tell you it will be entertaining these are two best friends who are putting together a podcast and i think it's going to be hilarious they are going to dwarf um, my audience for sure but i am so excited for them in their new podcast be looking out for that i think wherever you find podcast uh in the next couple weeks or so but i'm just putting it out there right now um all of those podcasts i named <laughs> you would have to rank above this one so don't give me a ranking give us a rating a five star shout out to georgie mcfarley georgie uh my brother from another mother uh in copenhagen um this this conversation really you know in a way i'm kind of i'm kind of um cheating here this 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 episode feels like it's going to be more of a down payment um to additional episodes but and i and i'm trying to i'm trying to convince georgie georgie and i were roommates one year uh in college at the university of kansas Um, and we lived in an apartment complex that was essentially, do you remember the show Melrose Place? Okay. Uh, if you remember the show Melrose Place, it was like Melrose Place, except, um, we didn't have a swimming pool and except it was in Lawrence, Kansas, but Lawrence was awesome. That was the height. I will never forget. I will never forget, uh, we were living at Summit House on 11th and Louisiana. Um, For those of you in Lawrence, you know exactly where it is. I don't know what they call it now. We were down the street from where the Orient is now. um, But we used to be down the street from uh, uh, Yellow Sub. So those of you who, who might be familiar with Planet Sub, Yellow Sub was the original from Lawrence, Kansas. And there was a bar next door to it called the crossing and what you would do you'd go um you would order a sub and because everything is made to order and you go order a sub and then you would go to the crossing and sit outside and, and drink your beer when you should be in class and then you'd wait for your for your sandwich and then you would continue to drink more beer while you're waiting on your on your sub and um, there was another, also for those of you who are Lawrence aficionados, if, for those of you who love Rudy's Pizzeria, Rudy's is down. I'm hoping that Rudy's is still around. I haven't been to Lawrence since the pandemic, so I don't really know who all survived. What other I mean, not who I'm hoping that everybody survived, what restaurants <laughs> survived. But Rudy's Pizzeria uh, is on on mass. But uh, the original Rudy's Pizzeria was behind the crossing. Okay, it was a little, little restaurant there. Um, shout out to shout out to Ken. Shout out to Giff. Um, shout out to Jason. Me, Geo, um, jo- you know, also Georgie. Right, we call him Geo back in the day. He goes by Georgie now. And uh, Ken and and Giff. Um, shout out to dearly departed, my homie. Um, she was she was like my sister. Um, Red Heather Dinslow. Shout out to her, um, we would make Rudy's runs and Rudy's was really cool. And when they would close up, they would just, they'd give you, it was like three for one slices of pizza and all the cookies and stuff they didn't sell. They just give it to you. Um, but, um, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to do something totally unprofessional here. I'm just going to respond to a text from my wife. Um, okay. Right. So, I was going to say it feels like a down payment of that. and But anyway, um, so Georgie and I were having to, But let me just finish real quick. So that's where the Orid was now. It was like Melrose Place. Uh, I will never forget the very first time I heard the chronic uh, was when, you know, um, uh, it started out as it was Georgie's friend and then became, you know, friend and brother, uh, Chris Duffin. He he was driving... And, and Duffin, you're going to have to... To fact check me, I don't know if Chris is listening to this show. By the way, this feels like it. What I what I originally was saying is it feels like a down payment of an episode um, because it's going to be really kind of short. Uh, but I'm going to come back to this conversation, and I'm going to try to to convince Georgie to do this podcast with me based on the conversation that we were having today. But let me just finish it. Uh, this is more. I could almost rename this episode. <laughs> Um, you know, um, you know, this is like a, a very much a a continuation of the last episode where it was very much, uh, um, randomness delightfully, um, rambled the very first time I heard the chronic Duffin, Chris Duffin, um, we just call him Duffin. Um, coincidentally, Shannon, his wife, Shannon Duffin. I also refer to her as Duffin. So whichever Duffin I'm with or in front of, so, like, if we're at their house, this is the thing I miss about COVID. Not about COVID. I don't miss this about COVID. I miss this because of COVID. Uh, you know, we would do, like, once a year, all the, you know, at least once or twice a year, all the friends would show up, you know, at the Duffin's house. We'd watch a KU game or Chiefs game or, or what have you. And whichever whichever one, Chris or Shane, it doesn't matter. I just refer to them as Duffin. Um, but Chris Duffin, who I thought his name was Steve... Um, when I first met him, but that's a whole other story. Um, it, wow! Shout out to Lee, Lee Smith. Lee Smith also like a sister, someone I'm sure because she's got too much. She's got too much going on um, to listen to the show. What I was saying about Heather, Heather passed away unexpectedly uh, in November. I may have mentioned that. Um, I will. I will be perfectly honest with you in this moment and tell you that I don't think I have ever fully recovered from that or, or properly grieved because with COVID, you don't get to do that. Uh, and just like with COVID, it was saying like we would get together at the Duffins all the time and, and hang out. Um, but the first, again, rambling, the very first time I heard the chronic, Dr. J is The Chronic, with Duffin, I think it would may have been like a 67 or a 68 Galaxy, Ford Galaxy. It was the most boss car I've ever seen. And he was rocking subwoofers um you would have thought you would have thought duffin was from compton not from leavenworth but man he had that chronic bumping and man he me and geo got in and rode with him we rode around lawrence and oh my god it was dope oh my goodness gracious anyway honestly and this is this is why I get letters from AARP because I'm at the age now where I can't even remember why I started a ramble, how I got there. But yes, Georgie, the conversation we had today was about words, and and that's really what's inspiring. What will be a rather abbreviated um, episode today? This is more of a this is more of an IOU episode. Like this is one kind of, I, you know, I, I might not even count it as an episode, but something I want to stick your pin in, something that I'm going to be talking about a lot. And I don't know if Georgie is going to want to do it with me on this format because I, I think it deserves its own separate format. But the conversation that we were having today was about words. Um, Actually, I'm going to have to stick a pin in it right now. Um, because I think someone is home. I'm going to pause just one second. Hey everyone, we're back. And we're back. There's not really a we. I'm back. Guys, here's the thing. When your wife texts you to say she's on her way home, that's a good time to go unlock the door. Not the door door, but the screen door. We don't have a key for the screen door, so I was too busy talking with you And I didn't unlock the screen door because I'm all the way upstairs and I, you know, I didn't want the door closed because I wanted the air because it's beautiful here in Kansas City. Long story short, uh, I had to to pause uh, to go let my wife in. But turns out she had let herself in because she went around, you know, turns out we have more than one door um, that we can get into, but still not a good look to to have your wife locked out after making a day-long kind of full-circle trip from Omaha to Omaha and back. Um, But that's why I paused, and that's why I'm back. But Georgie and I talking about words, and and to make the long story short, uh, Georgie's a brilliant writer, by the way, and he's writing for and written for copy for all sorts of businesses um, in Copenhagen. I so need to get to Copenhagen, by the way. Noma's on my on my wish list um, of restaurants to, to visit. Um, um, but writing writing for for, for businesses all over um, Copenhagen and Denmark. And so we got into this conversation about the power of words. And I was really curious about the value of words. And, and, and it started this whole conversation about the currency that words... Are a currency, and in fact, that words are—they're kind of what drives the human operating system. And I'm not talking about just verbal words. I'm talking about written word, signed words. Um, words really drive everything, and so we're really—I'm really interested in this dynamic around the words that I use, the words that the people in my what I would, you know, lovingly consider a progressive bubble. Even though I would, you know, progressives would absolutely say that I'm not progressive at all. That I'm a moderate. Uh, And also thinking about the words that conservatives use, right? And where we started landing is that part of the issue that we're seeing in the American context is in my in my chosen vocation which is around equity and within that my niche is looking at creating health equity making sure that every person has you know not only quality and affordable access but we want to see outcomes like i want to see a decrease in the uh, percentage of black folks and Latinx folks with diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, cancer, it's disproportionate. Disproportionate percentage of people of color that don't have health insurance. So that health equity, that's the field, right? And so the language I use often is, I will say, you know, Americans deserve, all Americans deserve uh, quality and affordable health care and I I I believe that the problem with those words is that the those who are not in my liberal bubble but are in a conservative um, um, mindset will say well we're a meritocracy no one deserves anything if you have something it's because you earn it and so thinking about the the juxtaposition of of you've got half of America and this is this was Ryan's um, contribution to the conversation from the previous day is that you've got half of America believing that they have sacrificed and you've got half of the country who believes they've suffered who believes that something has been taken away from them. Their freedom has been taken away or compromised. So you've got the juxtaposition of people deserving something versus the need to to earn it. And then you've got those who are sacrificing. We're wearing masks. We're not seeing our family. um, You know, hours get cut at work. We're not dining, all this stuff, right? And then there are those who feel like they're suffering. You're forcing me to wear a mask. You are trying to force me to get a vaccine. And they feel like they're suffering because they're losing something. And so the conversation um, that that Ryan helped set up for me the previous day that I was having with, with Georgie is around the words themselves and the question around especially vert that you know um, deserve versus earn. And this is a challenge for, um, for those especially who are, are more of a progressive or liberal bit. And this is why this has to be multiple conversations. This is why this is more of a, an IOU conversation as opposed to a, a one-off podcast. But the question is, the question that we were raising, is do we believe in the concept of this is another word that's triggering universal universal healthcare, but do we believe to our core um, that we that this is necessary? Do we believe it enough to be willing to cease using the word? deserve? Do we believe it enough to stop using the word universal? Conversely, do conservatives believe in, in what they believe enough to say, you know what? Maybe I don't use the word earned right? Um, and that's the question because in my thought was perhaps I and others have been using the word deserve inappropriately. What, not, not necessarily inappropriately, but incorrectly. Because when I start digging into why I believe all Americans deserve access to health care, is that for 400 years of slavery and Jim Crow, my people, African-American people, but other people who aren't my people, Asian Pacific Islander people, Latinx people, indigenous people, people of color, through their suffering, through the centuries of free or damn near free labor, through the, uh, the value that their labor has produced, I realize no, no, no. We don't deserve, we don't, we don't deserve health care. We earned it, it has been earned, it is ours. And so what I'm saying is that maybe it's time for us to figure out what are the words that divide us. And I know it's cliché. Let's figure out the words that divide us and don't you that's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is like how might we create leverage with words to forge agreement and forge collaboration because if If there is a segment of a population that is, they're dug in, that we earn everything we get, that we, you know, we, you know, hard work is rewarded, right? In that mindset. When you work hard, you've earned the right to your benefits. You've also, I mean, it it could be like, you've earned the right to do this. You've earned the right to buy a boat. You've earned the right to go have a beer. You've earned you know, and that, and, and that plays into the suffering piece because I'm like, I've earned the right to be able to go out and, in public and not wear a mask. I've earned the right to dine in public and be a shitty tipper um, at a restaurant. I've earned that right. And now you're taking that from me. And so where I'm saying is those of us on the left, maybe we do need to meet people where they are because I'm saying that I think the words that we're using are divisive not because of the words themselves but maybe it's because it's a misapplication of the word so I'm just going to go on record right now I don't believe I truly don't believe that Deserve is the word that we need to be using. And I believe that because I'm like, when, when we think about it, it's like, no, we've earned it. It's ours. We have an expectation. When you deserve something, when you say you deserve something, you may not actually feel like you have, that you're going to get it. When you've earned something, there is nothing that will keep you from fighting for the thing that you've earned. And so I'm saying, let's meet let's meet conservatives where they are on that because I'm like, and, 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 and that's one example. And I believe we can begin to forge progress by saying, you know what, we agree with you. We need to earn things, and man, 400 years of slave labor, and forced labor, and unpaid or underpaid, and um, abusive. Work conditions. Oh, we've more than we've earned. We have earned exponentially more than healthcare. So um, it's not ob- so, and we're in agreement that we've earned it. So you giving uh, us working towards universal healthcare since we've all earned it. It's not a big deal for you anymore since we're in agreement that you get what you earn, right? Um, so that's where I'm at with that. And I honestly, I, I, (laughs) I don't have any more to offer in this moment, in this particular podcast, except to say, I'm going to keep coming back to this and I'm hoping that Georgie and I, you know, figure out a format. It may be here. Uh, I, but I, I do believe I'm going to introduce it in another in another pod, a, a short-term limited pod, probably a four-episode podcast. You know, talking with with Georgie and Georgie and I talking with other folks who who uh, traffic in words to really get to the heart of how we do. It. And, and the reason why is like we've got we've got stuff to do, man. We are broken. We we're broken af and we are so toxically divided and you know we're not going to get there by um by doing what we're doing so we're going to have to start doing the crazy thing we're going to have to dare mightily and say you know what maybe the the way through is to to forge agreement with those that we Believe that we don't have anything in common with that. We believe is the enemy because the reality is is a We have a lot more in common with with the air quote enemy and 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 second of all They're not our enemy The enemy is what's in between us And the moment that we can begin to recognize that Wow, and that just came to me that was the epiphany here what stands between you and I, you and I? Screw. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I am so sorry, English majors, English teachers, or people who just have a healthy respect for the English language. My apologies. The things that stand between you and me. Um. Now I'm wondering, did I get that right the first time, or did I get it right? Did I get it right the second time? But what's between us? What keeps us apart? That's the enemy and we have to use our words to defeat that enemy. We have to use our words to close the distance. We have to use our words to heal the divisions. We have to use our words to develop strategy and to gauge progress and to inspire hope and to speak truth to power. And they have to be the right ones, not the ones that make us feel good, not the ones that make us feel powerful. We have to use the right words because winning and winning looks like ending COVID. Ending looks like everybody having a safe, affordable place to live, having food on the table, having a job that treats them with dignity and respect and pays them their value and their worth. Um, we need women to have control over their own bodies. Right? These are these are the things that are important. And let's use our words. Let's use our words to figure out how we do it. I'm going to stop talking now. I've got a lot more thinking to do about this. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope that you will continue to be good to yourselves and good to each other. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch you on, on the next um, you know on the flip side of the next episode of the uninvited and, and, and we're gonna let's just keep this conversation going. Please um, do me a favor Oh do me a, do me a favor. I would love this. I would love this um, if and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna set up a Twitter account but if you can go to my Instagram I need well I'll need to post something on Instagram for you to respond to. At the uninvited uh, podcast, Um, and just drop me a word words, just a word or words that you feel like um, are increasing in value, might be decreasing in value, words that we might need to put on the back burner for a little while, and words that you feel like we need to bring forward. Um, as as we try to make, make a, a real difference. Hit me up. Um, you can also email me. I'm going old school, Jr. at gmail.com, with those words. And uh, also, you can also text me, um, 816-589-9960, 816-589-9960. In fact, do that for me. Text me at 816 589 nine nine six zero with the words that that you that you want us to talk about on the show i think that would be awesome anyway do your thing um be productive be happy be good do well and i'll catch you on the flip side of the next episode of the uninvited peace